Hi, my name is EJ Massa, and this is The Review Lounge. Joining me today is Mike, Aaron, Frankie, and John. And today we're talking about Star Wars Episode 7, The Force Awakens. I want you to talk about your earliest memory of the franchise, your first... Your, your first encounter with the franchise. The year was 1977. <laughs> 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 I was at a drive-thru. Uh, Aaron, why don't you start then? Sure. Um, somewhere around the age of 10, I got into it very late in the game. Uh, I was over my aunt and uncle's for the whole summer, and they were huge Star Wars, Star Trek fans. Um, had a ton of memorabilia and such. So they just had me sit down and watch A New Hope, and I binge-watched all three episodes in one day because uh, I just loved it. Kind of really fell in love with it. Became fanatical at some point during middle school to high school years where I, my walls were covered in mm. um, boxed Star Wars it. stuff, oh, uh, old stuff from the 70s, cards. I would not tolerate that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I had tons and tons of stuff. That our, friendship was, our friendship was predicated on who knew more about Star Wars. Yep. It started kind of as an antagonistic uh, yeah. <laughs> rivalry. It was right as Phantom, it was right as Phantom Menace came out. We're, and you know, most people are out at the bus ready to fist fight. Frankie and I are battling Star Wars lingo. <laughs> Circling around one another like buzzards. And then Jedi Knight. That was another big thing. Yeah, there's a huge point of our life. All our friends kind of uh, communed around oh. Jedi Knight. The, the uh, Dark Forces sequel. Yeah, I love those games. I played... Was it Jedi Outcast, I think? Yeah, that yeah. Was, it came just afterwards on the Xbox One and stuff. For me, it was, I remember I was probably like five or six, and my dad said, you know what you got to see is Star Wars. And I was like, I don't know what that is. And it, the fact that he was recommending it almost made it seem boring. Like, yeah. like if uh, any, any kind of uh, recommendation from my dad seemed like maybe not a great idea. But he bought the... Uh, he bought the... Because suddenly you're watching the color purple. <laughs> <laughs> he bought the CBS home video release. It was a VHS. Uh, it was full screen of A New Hope. And I had that. So I had Star Wars. They advertised Empire and Jedi right afterwards. And so the, like, the only evidence that I even had that there were sequels was a couple of clips from Empire and Jedi in the pre-roll. The adventure continues in The Empire Strikes Back. Vader wants us all dead. He doesn't want you at all. He's after somebody called a Skywalker. And then there was some documentary they were advertising called From Star Wars to Jedi that was like a making of. And so I was into some of that stuff. But I, I watched A New Hope a few times at that age, found it actually pretty boring and incomprehensible. It, it's like five, six, too boring. Then around age 10, when the special edition came out and people... And that's what I was just going to ask, actually. Yeah. Um, anybody here start with the special editions? No. I started right before the special editions. Yeah, it was, it was the... Uh, the DHS release that I was first exposed to was the one with like had Darth Vader's head, yeah. Yoda's head, and a stormtrooper. That was head. one of the most yeah. famous ones, and yeah. probably one of the best releases because yeah. that was the one that was widescreen, completely unaltered. Well, sort of. It, any real Star Wars nerd knows that every iteration from theatrical oh, yeah. to VHS actually like there are small changes. Like for instance, Episode Four wasn't even in the movie until the several VHS, releases. Right. Right. Until the VHS, yeah. yeah. They add new seats. And there was a period of time where it was actually uh, difficult to find the original cut again yeah. after the special edition came out. Well, it still is. I mean, yeah. They, yeah. they still haven't formally released. Oh, they have not? Uh, no. It, it's a big, like, hubbub. I it, think it's probably gone. They, they think there's no copy of it. Oh. Otherwise, they would have done it by now. But Dis what? Disney has the best chance at this. And there are some, like, like film nerds who have went to every bit of source they can find and have tried to figure out a way to cut it all back together again in HD. Oh, yeah, it's the, oh. like, despecialized yeah. editions. Yeah. Like, it's uh, this guy Harmy on the internet, yeah. like, 
uh, and then a bunch of other collaborators just cobbled together an HD version without all the special edition nonsense. Like, even stuff like adding the non-Windows back to Empire Strikes Back and uh, the Cloud City. Yeah. Yeah. Everything. But I think this is the it, silliest editions. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to change the movie. There actually, there actually is a quote from Lucas that he, he, where he said, I'm sorry if you fell in love with an incomplete movie. <laughs> because Java was really supposed to be like in the hangar with, huh? Yeah, and, and do redundant information that Greedo already right. said. We, yeah, we were right? fine. But the thing was, like, I, right before the special editions came out, I watched A New Hope. And again, I hadn't seen the others. I watched A New Hope probably... I mean, I wore the tape out. It, like, I probably watched it 50 times. Every night as I went to bed, I fell asleep to it. And I'm telling you, I love this movie. And, uh, and then when the special editions came out, it was actually really exciting and fun. I remember at age 10 mm. being like, wow, that, and wow, that. And they changed that because I knew every beat of it. And it was kind of fun at first. And then oh, I was yeah. like, but anyway, back to the old ones. And they were like, no, you're not going back. <laughs> I, thought it, I thought it was fun for New Hope and Empire. And then... Return of the Jedi, which at the time was my favorite, because when you're a kid, Return of the Jedi is awesome. Yeah. And um, why is that? I don't know, but it was definitively my favorite. Mine too. too. And it's just so every epic. adult is uh, Empire, of course. Right. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, for me personally, like it was the first one I saw. Like okay. I saw it at a friend's house. Like he was just like, "Turn, put this TV on while we're like playing with action figures." And I had no frame of reference for what I was seeing, but it was amazing, and I gobbled up every moment of it. And for the special editions, that's when I got pissed off is when we got to Jedi and there was that stupid Muppet show in, <laughs> in, uh, in uh, uh, Jabba's palace out of nowhere. Okay, the special edition thing has gone too far. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know to be angry about it at age 10. I yeah. was like, well, I guess there's a dance number now. I, I didn't like it, I'll tell you that. But People I, were addicted to CG then. They were like, we've got to use it. Everywhere yeah. we can find. It was brand new. It was, it was brand new. Period. Can we yeah. find a place to put a uh, dinosaur? <laughs> it, was, it was the new it was definitely laying for the future of what would happen. <laughs> yeah. mm. You know, I actually don't... I, I'm probably not as strong a fan of, this, of the series as you guys are. An unwelcome um, attendee. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, no, I, I certainly like the... I thought they were great movies. Um, you know, certainly... Groundbreaking in the terms of uh, of science fiction film. But, I guess you could call it a movie. Uh, but I never, I never. Um, besides, so I mean, I really saw adding. reruns on TV in the eighties, um, and that was really about it until the prequels, where I watched them all properly before, uh, probably the special editions, just before the prequels came out. Uh, which was very late. I mean, that was in the late nineties. So. Mm-hmm. Is anybody even going to talk about episode one through three? <laughs> uh, no, we're, we're skipping that. <laughs> Nobody's even referenced it yet. Like, well, I mean, that's and that ties into this movie. I think they tried very hard not to mention these, like anything that happens in the prequels, like yeah. the look, the feel. I mean, to, yeah. be, to be fair, I've spent the last 10, 15 years of my life as something of an internet figure that dislikes the prequels. I mean, I'm no plinket, but uh, like yeah. be, between Lord of the Rings by George Lucas and then People versus George Lucas. I, if there's anything I'm known for besides cooking mac and cheese, <laughs> it's disliking George Lucas. I'm not allowed to like them at this point. <laughs> there's nothing to like. There, there are maybe some moments, if I'm being completely fair. Yeah. If, you, if you watch the first few minutes of Phantom Menace, 
Yeah. And then things go steeply Until the yeah. Trade Federation comes into play and you're like, who are these people? <laughs> what is because nobody's ever going to tell us. I, I definitely the had Chinese. no idea what the plot was like when I first saw it. I yeah, remember same. being so excited and watching and thinking things looked cool. Like yeah. You were fanatic to the point where like, because I, I just kind of wanted to know the name of everything. I wanted to know the name of right. the ship they were driving in on in the very opening scene to Phantom Menace, the Radiant 7. Uh, like, probably just, but you're more like just focused on details more than the actual story. That's probably more being like, I want to be a pod racer. That seems so I want to so be part cool. of the universe. Okay. I kind of yeah. want to... Well, that, that, Star Wars was... You know, we, I wasn't into Tolkien at that age or anything else, really. Star Wars was probably the first thing where you were like, oh, it's not just this movie or that movie or that movie. It's also these, this book and this comic and this video yeah. game. And it all intersects into a universe. Yeah. And you have this whole world that you can kind of okay. follow around. Yeah, and uh, that's great if you want to do it. But if the, the great thing about the original Star Wars is you could be as casual as you want. You can watch any of the movies. Like, for instance, um, like a friend of mine without any Star Wars experience watched Empire and knew exactly what was going on the whole mm. time because they're approachable like that. You, they have characters that you're like, okay, that's the cocksure smuggler. There's archetypes there that, but if you go to the, like, Phantom Menace, you really have to do your homework because there's so much intricate trade stuff. Ironically, it's episode one. Yeah. It's actually meant to be the entry point. <laughs> right. yeah. It's meant to be the entry point. Establish the story for us. Yeah. <laughs> I had to watch it three times before I knew exactly sort of what was going on, you know? I think George Lucas took that one line where he goes, did you know my father in the Clone Wars? And he's like, I gotta make a movie out of this. <laughs> I wonder what I meant by that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he's talking about. <laughs> Doesn't even know it himself. I didn't write it. <laughs> At this point, that's the only thing that would make sense. Yeah. yeah. If, if, if he came clean and was like, I had nothing to do with the creative process of Star Wars. <laughs> so let's get into yes. The Force Awakens. There was a lot of hype surrounding this. Yeah, there was tons of hype, an unimaginable amount of hype. And I think you need to cut it out of, the, of your viewing experience. You do. And I tried so desperately to avoid anything. Anything about... I don't find it hard to cut the hype out. No, I, neither I, do I. I. I don't find it difficult to... like. Yeah, of course... There's a billion nerds excited for a new Star Wars movie. I'm not going to let that affect the way I'm receiving a narrative. But it did get to the point where people were, like, just in random articles. Like, I was in, like, a political article. People would comment, like, we're going into spoiler territory, by the way. Spoilers. 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 Stop. It would be, like, Kylo Ren killed Han Solo just randomly in a political... Can we talk about that for a second? The the spoiler culture? So, like, I remember back when it was funny and even kind of fashionable to drive by, like, a lot... Snape killed Dumbledore. Yeah, exactly. Snape kills Dumbledore! And people thought it was funny because it was just like a few nerds that were like, eh. <laughs> but nowadays, I'm noticing that people are like, if you fucking spoil it. <laughs> yeah, people like, are serious. They're, they're, they're like, and those people, and I, I know there's a few political comments yeah. where people spoil it, and they should burn in hell. Yeah, yeah like Reddit had a, this really serious effort about like the mods all like, if they saw those comments, they pull them out of every board. And look, I... I, 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 I do relate to, like, I wouldn't want, especially a movie that's been long anticipated, to have it spoiled. But maybe, if you're going to see it opening weekend, just stay off the internet for a couple days. <laughs> and luckily I didn't see that comment, uh, spoiler comment, until after I saw it. So, yeah. But it was, it was, it was pretty shocking, because, like, I just don't care really about spoilers. I didn't want to know anything, yeah. but if I saw a spoiler, I'd just be like, ah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people do get violent. They get almost as violent, violent as, like, real social issues. <laughs> I was talking to one guy I used to work with, and uh, he was talking about the last Hobbit movie. I was like, oh, yeah, remember that part when Gandalf? And he goes, don't say anything, don't say anything. That's <laughs> remember when Gandalf died. And he just punches me wicked hard in the arm, and I get this huge bruise. Books have been out for a long time. Story's pretty established. 60 years. <laughs> that is like Luke, I am your father at that point. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> you bitch! <laughs> now, let me just say, though, that, you know, that spoiler, that's kind of the easy one-line spoiler, but as soon as you started watching that movie, you knew that was going to happen. It, it, that's the thing, is, like, everything in this movie was telegraphed. Yes. Yeah. And you... And if you've actually even seen A New Hope, you know almost every beat that this story's gonna go. But a lot of people are like, this is just beat for beat, the same thing as A New Hope. And I actually do think that's unfair. That is unfair. I think that there are three major things that are very A New Hope, and everything else is kind of new. No, I agree with that completely. I think it it is definitely built to evoke and I, I appreciated I mean, that. I, yeah. I mean, that, that's what kind of what everyone wanted. Isn't on the other hand, I want a little bit be a reboot of that. On, one, on, yeah. On the other hand, I don't know it. if I need to see. I didn't. I don't know if I needed to see the rebels destroy the Death Star and return of the Jedi. Let alone. Yeah. Whenever you're going to get to it, that <laughs> the old actors were depressing. I thought that, that, I, I, I was the old Carrie her. Fisher. Face falling off. Yeah. Oh, Carrie Fisher, I wasn't a fan <laughs> she of. But Harrison Ford. Like, oh, you're still driving me crazy. <laughs> yeah. I'm with Aaron on this. I thought. I thought like, Mark Hamill was so bad they didn't even let him speak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he did have that flamboyant moment. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he looked. He looked great. How come he had, like? He looked like Luke. Eighties yeah. rocker hair. That would've been great. Just, <laughs> I, mean, I want to rock. <laughs> maybe maybe it's just me. I really liked seeing like Chewie and and uh, you know C3PO. I liked seeing everybody again. No, me too. That, that, that's not my That's J.J. Abrams' MO, though. He did it with yeah. Star Trek. He wants to draw some... He doesn't want people to be like, I'm not watching this because I love the old ones. And it's yeah. a way to get people just to... I thought in that regard, it was actually really skillfully placed together. He did the like, same thing with Star in. Trek. And one thing, why the hell did they put in there... This, this is bigger than the Death Star. What was that? That was so like. Oh, it was like it was like here's what the Death Star yeah. looks like, and it was like a, a whole diagram. That reminds me of Team America when they're like. It would be nine eleven times a hundred. Nine eleven times a hundred. Jesus, that's yes, ninety one thousand one hundred. So um, let's talk about JJ for a minute. Um, were you guys fans of JJ beforehand? No. Did you, no? What else has he done? Fringe. Fringe. Uh, Fringe. Uh, Lost. Lost. Star Trek reboots. Well, I actually liked Super 8. I don't love Super 8, but I liked Super 8. Uh, I, I, I actually, neither of the Star Trek movies were for me. It wasn't really Star Trek, though. No, yeah, it, was, it was like a Star Trek skin on a movie. It, yeah. it was definitely like his Star Wars audition tape. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, I'm surprised anybody abided him turning Star Trek into Star Wars. That seems so sacrosanct. Mm. Like, But uh, I, I actually, for my personal sensibilities. I prefer this new Star Trek trailer that just came out where they're like, oh my god, it's sabotage! Let's hope this doesn't get messy. And nobody liked that. No one. I know, I, except for me. He has been yeah. part of the new Star Trek yeah. one, right? Fast and the Furious guy. <laughs> so the, the rock anyway. is going to be flexing and stuff. There's going to be a bunch of spaceships <laughs> racing and going underneath 18-wheelers. I thought this was a, a good good job by J.J. Abrams in this film. Yeah, he did a great job. It was great because you could tell there was J.J. Abrams moments. You could see a couple lens flares here and there, but I'm glad he actually toned himself down. He turned down the dial on the J.J. Yes. Abrams. Yeah. Well, he, he probably reads the internet, and he, he's probably a little tired of reading lens flares himself. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, all right, I'll do less of that. What if it started with previously on Star Wars? Yeah. <laughs> I, I like that title crawl where they're like, Luke Skywalker is vanished. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. that, was... that would be a cool way to enter into a sequel to Return of the Jedi. That's that's it. I, I, need, I personally needed a little bit more layout of what has happened in the intervening time. Yeah, there were some, some unclear elements to me. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I wasn't lost, but I wanted to know more of what went on. And shouldn't the resistance be um, just the Republic? 
Like, why are they now a new rebellion? It should have just been the Republican Army or something, yeah. yeah. That makes way more sense. I do like that, um, so the Empire's not around anymore, right, in The Force Awakens? It's the First Order? It just kind of kept hitting me after I watched the movie uh, that the Empire's not really established anymore, and then almost all the commercials were like, Beat the Empire. Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally not this movie. Beat the Empire, it's Subway. <laughs> And where does the Sith, yeah. like, zombie Sith come from out of nowhere? Oh, Snooks? Yeah. <laughs> I think it should be Darth Plagueis the Wise. As much as I hate the prequels, that would at least for well, me... we only kinda... heard about him. We never actually yeah. get to see him. And he That's was the one that true. trained the Emperor. Like, I, I would rather that than, like, just some new made-up thing. And is he I mean, big? Maybe he didn't. Or it's just a big I think it's normal size. Yeah, he's probably compensating for something. I think it's meant to be, like, <laughs> like, like, like the, the Greek god sort of thing. Oh, yeah. 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 I think it... Mirrors in Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren's the same. I keep saying one of me. <laughs> Kylo Gage. <laughs> Kylo Gage. I think he uses like similar things where he doesn't need a mask, but he's using like it has an intimidation. intimidation mask. Yeah, like, yeah. Intimidation. And you know, I gotta say, like I that whole thing of like, oh, I can feel myself being pulled to the light side. I was like, that's good shit because we've never seen that before, no. and it's also a nice inverse idea. But you actually are you're 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 scared that you'll be anything but who you currently are. He was my favorite part of yeah, he was good, the film. Except, except he had a dumb face. He kind of looked like a, a weird version of like a squished Harrison Ford. I'll just say a Jewish Harrison Ford. Yeah. <laughs> what happened to the Metachlorians? <laughs> Where did they go? Well, you want them there? You know, we, we are universally panning the prequels, but people defend them to death oh, in our don't uh, I know videos. So yeah, EJ, EJ and I made a, a cartoon last year where we just thought it was funny, where it's like, you know, JJ works for basically the Star Wars Corporation. Like, he's not allowed to come out and be like, the fucking prequel sucked, guys. <laughs> he, has, he has to be avoid the, the question, basically. Right, yeah. So people are like, what do you think about the prequels, really? Uh, what'd you think about the prequels? You hated them, right? They fucking sucked? Um, well... He's, he's gonna be like, you know what I really liked was Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> so we so we made a cartoon that was that was him in interview doing that, and like half of the comments are very negative. They hate us, <laughs> and they mostly hate us because there's a quick joke in it about like, uh, hey, how come a stormtrooper's black? Aren't they all clones? And he's like, ah, I'm not putting that prequel shit in my movie. That's the joke, and they all like. They're, the stormtroopers are not clones. Why do people keep saying that? <laughs> well, it's funny in this movie, they're like, oh, we should have used clones. It's like it, almost assuming that they've always been clones yeah. beforehand. It if continues just, to be unclear. If you just go by the movies, <laughs> motherfuckers, they, they might be clones. <laughs> and they have, in the comments, they have such like solvent uh, reasoning for their, like, yeah. first of all, they're kind of sort of different heights. Second, <laughs> that one has a bigger crotch. <laughs> Second of all, I think. I think they have different voices. <laughs> Third of all, they kind of banter, don't they? That doesn't seem very clone-like. <laughs> like if you watched episodes one through six casually, you would always assume that the stormtroopers continue to be clones, especially in like some of the screenwriting. So some of the screenwriting is very basic, and they just tell you what's going on. Yeah. Don't you think at one point in one of these movies, they'd be like, we stopped cloning people? <laughs> well, I think they made it really clear in this film. <laughs> crystal clear. Yeah, they made well, it crystal clear they're like orphans or something. And then I saw something in, in the comments, is like, obviously, um, uh, Finn is Lando's son. It's like, why does everybody have to be related to every black person has to be related to another black person? Why is Lando related to Oprah Winfrey? <laughs> Can I just say, like, how cruel is it to blow up a planet of orphans that were ripped from their families? <laughs> and the resistance is like, well, we might as well just kill them. Yeah. I'm not gonna unbrainwash them. I'm killing them. Do you guys think there was a there was a lot of fan service in this movie. Awesome. Do you think it was just the right amount or a little too much? I think too much. Um, you got to rekindle the fire, though. Yeah, yeah I, I, I didn't feel... I thought that, that the uh, the prequels had kind of taken away so much fan service. There was, like, 
no service at all. Well, that's not true. I mean, it's Darth Vader built C-3PO. He's a protocol droid to help mom. Where is everybody? Whoops. That's pretty fancy. <laughs> oh, right? But, you know, like... I did like C-3PO's introduction. It's like, you might not recognize me because of my arm. <laughs> the thing about fan service that's kind of tricky, I think, is like, if okay, let's say for a minute you're the one directing this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, are you going to just like walk into the Millennium Falcon with no reveal? Like, are you just going to be like, oh, yeah, there it is, or not have it in the movie at all? I mean, I'm, like, it should probably be in the film, and when it shows up, it should probably be, like, revealing a character that you've been anticipating waiting for. So you've got you've, you've to play up the fan moments a little bit, but... To do it, obviously, it's a delicate yeah. balance. And in general, I thought we were okay. I, yeah, I think too. so, too. I think so, too. I think it was almost too much. The main, Well, but the thing that was too they, much, it, the, from a fan service point of view, from a copying New Hope point of view, all that shit, something they really should have gotten rid of was the Starkiller. Yeah. If that just wasn't in the movie, a lot would be better. Or, or if, yeah. if it had to be in the movie, like, they should have just disabled it or something, yeah. and then it, like, is, I don't know, moves on to the so next as of, yeah. as of right now, three-sevenths of the movie is... Have a star, have yeah. a oh, yeah. star killer, and yeah. <laughs> that's been the bad guy in three out of seven. Of them. At least Lucas in the prequels was like, nah. Can I just say something about Phantom Menace real quick? Yes, yes. I was thinking about Phantom Menace the other day, and I was like, that is a movie that should be five minutes long because of ridiculous writing. Like it starts with like Jedi ambassadors show up to have a chat. They try to kill them. Now they got to go alert somebody that the Trade Federation tried to kill them, but they get to the wrong side of the planet. So they gotta go through the right side of the planet. Then they're like, oh, they knocked out our cell phone towers, so we can't call anyone. I well, my bill. <laughs> well, can we, can we get off the planet and call someone that way? Sure. But the, the plane broke. Brought <laughs> well, gas. Well, well, the plane, well, crap, we crashed here. Well, how do we get a new part? They don't have any parts. We well, what about, what about with money? They don't take money. <laughs> it happens in the movie. And then, like, by the time they get to Coruscant and are like, they're trying to kill us! <laughs> no one remembers. <laughs> no one remembers what's going on. No one remembers those and, two and, Jedi and, being And attacked. actually, Attack of the Clones is kind of the same thing. Which was refreshing in this movie because I actually like all the characters and I'm really excited to see where they're going to go. Uh, you know, yeah. it, it, it was, it, it kept a lot of intrigue. Like, I was very, and the thing, the, really for me, it's kind of like, remember Interstellar this past year? I didn't love every bit of it, but the thing that kept me watching the movie was like, when are when are Matthew McConaughey and his daughter going to reunite? That's the dramatic core that's making me still go like, when's it going to happen? Yeah. For that, for me in this movie, it was all about Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. He was in the movie for five seconds, and he was the reason I was watching the entire film. Yeah. It was just the intrigue of like, when's Luke? Because I knew how much of a dramatic impact he was going to have on the movie. Well, I was actually really interested to see also her her kind of awakening of the Force in her too. I thought that even if it was absurd, there's a cat on the table. Oh, hi, cat. Bye, bye, cat. Leia obviously has decided not to take any partake in any. Yeah, she she opted out of force. Actually, kind of shocked me. I was like, I thought by now, by now, Leia would be like at least at least able to get herself a coffee from. (laughs) (laughs) Do something cool with it. I do have to say, like she, for me, she really brought down the movie. Yeah. Like anytime she was on screen, I was like, you would never cast this person in a million years. (laughs) Um, 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 And 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 Harrison Ford. I know a lot of people loved his performance in this. I thought he did okay. He I, cert- he, I liked him. Compared to Carrie Fisher, it was it was, it was night, night and day. day yeah. But most of the time, especially when he was running, he was like, here we go. Yeah, <laughs> I really liked him in it. It makes no sense. I to really me. want to know how Mark Hamill's going to do. Aaron, like, Aaron Lee Dumper to be in the theater and he goes, I haven't acted for 30 years. 
I, I think they need to kind of start killing those old characters off. Oh, yeah. Just to, yeah. <laughs> One fell swoop, a car accident. <laughs> 1997 Toyota Corolla. <laughs> no, no airbags. <laughs> Otherwise, spaceships. Four killed in a crash. <laughs> Ancient technology dug up. I, I don't mind keeping Chewie around. <laughs> Chewie can stay. Do you think Chewie? he'll die? I don't think so. Well, they got that basketball player playing him. Yeah. Did no. they really? Yeah, because like the, the the guy who played him in the seventies, like they, they just got him for a couple close for a couple close. So he can't really move. He's, yeah, he's got he's, the he's, his knees are like. Fake. They should have put Chewie in a wheelchair. He's like seven foot two, and so the, like you know, you, you get old. That was forty years ago. Holy like th- those guys don't live that long. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, they got him for a few close ups, and then otherwise they got this like hot basketball player. Yeah. <laughs> Something that maybe people aren't talking about as much is, uh, I think it's really dumb to like everybody wants to see Han Solo the smuggler pirate, mm. and they've returned him to that for a fan service because yeah. really who he should be forty years later is a general in, in the Republic. Yeah, that's right. That, 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 that's the character arc that should have happened. And instead, they just returned him, and, and they have a throwaway line of like, oh, I went back to doing what I used to do, yeah. for, just to get you there. Just like, oh my God, I stole back the money. Fucking. And same goes for Leia. I'm like, is she honestly still at this? Yeah. Did, what, did you think uh, Han Solo's death was earned in this movie? It's so silly. He just kind of walked, <laughs> walked <laughs> slowly not. toward his son. I actually think Han Solo was on borrowed time. Like, I feel like he had to go. <laughs> he yeah. No, he should have died, for sure. He, when, I, when they were when they were there and I realized that it was going to happen, because I knew it was going to happen right as he stepped onto the bridge, I was like, well, this is good, actually, because you can't just keep making him the main character in these movies. No, you I, need to... No, I, I thought this movie did actually do overall a really good job of transitioning us from one world to another. And, and that's not an easy task. And what, what, what a great narrative twist to be like, our main bad guy killed his own dad, Han Solo... He is foregone. That to me was just clear, clear writing attempt to to earn the the death scene more, like mm-hmm. to try to make that worth more than it actually was in the film. But it was good. I, was, I, I, I did like it. I thought it was I, good. I liked his temper tantrums. I really feel like he was like this is like a Pokemon reference, but he was like the Charmeleon to Darth Vader's Charizard, yeah. like the weird like Besson, like wannabe version. I remember going into the trailers being like, you know, what would be cool if because I, I we knew in the trailers that this guy was a Vader fanatic. I was like, if he, uh, if he's Darth Vader's grandson, way better because that's kind of like skinhead to Nazi kind of stuff, mm. where it's like you hop your because you never respect your parents, but you do, maybe you respect the concept of your grandparent or something mm. like that. And I also liked that there was no, uh, you know, Han, I am your son. Oh, m- m- it was kind of no. just told. <laughs> yeah, it was, said it. it was. It was, and what I really hope, and it's kind of, I hope it's not being telegraphed, is that Ray is not Luke's daughter. I don't I'm, need everybody to be related. Because, like, yeah, yeah we, need please, to, we need to get please. beyond this one yeah. family. Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise, as Aaron mentioned it right after the movie, he's like, I think it's time to kill the Skywalker line. Yeah. Because <laughs> they, seem, they the seem to cause all kinds of shit. Alderaan's gone. The whole system of Coruscant is gone. Yeah, good. <laughs> is, that, is that what happened? I, I, yeah. It was actually really hard to tell. I, 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 no, no, no. They, they say in the movie that... They um, use the word Coruscant? He said he's going to wipe out the um, Senate. Oh. He's just, yeah. And we all know the Senate is a course. Okay. That's the closest then, it got to the prequels in the whole thing. Yeah. Though. And they wiped and it out. And they wiped it out. <laughs> <laughs> Jar Jar Binks was in Senate. <laughs> Misha! <laughs> he was trying to start another Clone War. <laughs> Emergency power! <laughs> well, we talked a lot about, um, like, when, about Han and Chewie, you know, ship life. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> that's his that's his co-pilot, and I like that forty years later, Holland's never shot his crossbow. He shoots it twice, and each time he's like, Wow, this thing's awesome. We were like, these these two have been in the most intimate of circumstances together. Like, don't, don't tell me he never shot his gun. We, we, we know that like Chewie's been sick with the flu before, and he's and Han nursed him, to, you know, probably had to wipe Scabies. his butt at one point. Yeah. Speaking of Chewie. I uh, I like you know I just like seeing Chewie. I'm glad yeah. Chewie's there. I'm glad he was at least in the background of most of the movie. Right after Han died and he started being like and he, and he started blowing everything up and then he just appeared outside suddenly. He was like uh, I thought he was hitting it inside and doing a kamikaze mission and then yeah. suddenly so Millennium yeah. Falcon with him flying it. I, yeah. Well, I, I'm glad he's alive, but I thought that's what was going on. And that was the second time in, in this movie. The first time was Poe Dameron's ship getting in the quicksand. Yeah. Where, like, clearly someone died on camera, and then, and then they <laughs> popped up later. That, that character was probably my favorite, uh, I, Poe Dameron. I, I yeah. thought he was uh, funny. He was interesting. He was uh, clearly on the, convicted on the side of the resistance. He's going to play a more integral role, I'm guessing, yeah. in the yeah. next two. He, uh, he's their best actor, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he instantly made you love him. Mm. He instantly sold the relationship between between Finn and him. Yeah. It's just like, everything was, yeah, he was amazing. He really handed yeah. it to Finn by giving him the name and get, giving him like kind of a start. And then after that, Finn was good to go too. Yeah. I, I did think it was totally asinine that Finn ever even got the lightsaber at all. I, I thought it was actually kind of cool that really? he, a non-force user was using a lightsaber. Was like, he, <laughs> he should have been murdered quickly. He put up a really, really, the, really the good fight. He was, really, he was, he was uh, a little Kyler. too skilled at everything he did. That was, that was kind of one thing that, that this movie tried really hard to do was to make the stormtroopers not suck. But I'm sure um, they, in their training, they must do some hand-to-hand combat stuff. Of course, but, but, but put up against similar. the second-hand man of the Empire. <laughs> Why the fuck wouldn't he just like force grip him? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You I have no force ability. He was all fucked up. That's why he kept going like, yeah, get shot. That was cool. Oh, I, that's a good <laughs> point. He was starting to get power. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I figured that it was like. I don't know. He's channeling his pain and anger, and that oh, was trying to. Uh, no, yeah, for no, no, no. me, it drew attention. No, it did. It, does your does your force start to leak? Uh, and then he can't use as much. The fact that, that they were was. actually, you know, he, that something is clearly wrong with him. Ray fighting him, I buy because she obviously right. is, is still. So that makes force. perfect sense, and obviously she's really adept because she started. And it was super cool to see her to see her kind of win the day. But like uh, Finn's little quick moment. Finn with the lightsaber against that stormtrooper in that battle. That's fine. That's, I buy it. That's fine. But not against. But against Kylo Ren. Kylo yeah. Ren. You just set up the, like the first, especially the first ten minutes. Or like, you don't even, even get near this guy. You didn't he knows even have where, to. He knows where you go. He knows where you are. He knows what you think, and he knows how to kill you. He will rip up your entertainment center <laughs> when he is mad. I was thinking about that. There are some spinoff movies coming up, like Rogue One and all this mm-hmm. st- sort of stuff. Uh, they're making a young Han Solo movie, and I, I'm, oh, I'm like, why the fuck would you, why the fuck would you do that? <laughs> How young is this Han Solo going to be? Because the one that we saw in A New Hope was like 30. So, yeah. uh, like, is he going to be 20, <laughs> and that justifies casting a new kid? Like, that seems ridiculous, guys. If you're going to do spinoff movies, and you have to start with something that fans already recognize, like, if you don't want to go too crazy with it, just do what's obvious. Do the Boba Fett movie, you know, yeah. and and, yeah. and don't and don't bring in the clones or anything. Just let's just see a guy who goes planet to planet, banging hookers. Uh, <laughs> Like, he knows smugglers, he knows pirates, he's friends with them, but everybody knows, like, hey, if you have a bounty, though, don't be anywhere near him. Yep. Like, I'd watch that movie. And Star Wars and kids is just never a good mix. It's terrible. <laughs> well, it, 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 it would be movies. like a young adult pun. We'll get the guy from Age of Adeline to play him. <laughs> are they, they going to get, like, a younger, hotter basketball player to play young Chewie? <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of diversity in this movie. <laughs> um... And I actually really, I think that that's really cool in, in a series of movies that are about 
like a completely fictional galaxy. There should be lots of different types. It's, it's a bunch of all white guys. It makes no sense. I mean, Lord of the Rings, it's an Anglo myth. Like, I yeah. get it if it's a bunch of white guys. This makes no sense. So I thought it was super cool to see Finn, super cool to see Rey. Uh, it all made good sense to me. I only had one problem, which was I really felt that after a while I was getting pandered to by how powerful Rey was. Like, where they kept, she kept being awesome, and then someone would make a comment about how awesome and independent she was. It could just be awesome, and you don't have to be like, that girl really knows what she's doing. They really didn't want to do the damsel in distress thing. They're knocking me over the head a little bit. Like, you don't need to keep pointing out, like, you thought you were going to save her, but then, no, how... You don't even it's need just to have that. Just, yeah, just, show, just show it. I like the character, and I'm, yeah. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing her adventure. You know, one thing along those lines that I also really loved in this film was practical locations and practical creatures. The only effects I didn't like was the, like, roly-poly tentacle monsters. Uh, yeah, like, that, that was... How'd you like uh, BB-8's, like, grappling hooks? I thought actually that was kind of cool. I thought BB-8 was cute. Watching, was... Him, watching him get around, I thought was clever and not hey, dumb. He feels like a puppy. Like, do you really want your yeah, robot he, being, he, like, the he, lost he dog? I thought it was good. I thought he... he, he, he Fulfilled that comic relief kind yeah. of character. It was the know. natural it's, evolution of R2D2. It's kind of yeah. smacking you over the head because R2D2, for what, six movies, man, like every time you need something, he's got like a lighter or he's got like a blowtorch. In, in, in uh, episodes four through six, I think R2's, all of his functions make sense to me. In one through three, he can fly. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. He spills oil and kills. He's like burning people with his thruster. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is re- absurd. And I, I thought BB-8 lived in a much more realistic kind of... Um, I, I, I thought it was a great addition. And I... I, I some, there were puppets in this thing that really you would never put in a modern movie normally, and they put it in this movie. Yeah, uh, I really uh, like that. Yeah. So uh, wrapping up, I want to go around the table, and I want you to, to give a arbitrary number out of ten and a short justification of why you picked it. So uh, I give it eight and a half out of ten. Uh, I really liked it. I, I liked the like I said the return to practical effects. I like overall it was just a great action film. You know, even if you you take the Star Wars kind of uh, away from it a little bit, it was just a. I, I thought it was just a really solid movie. I'm really excited to see where we go from here. Uh, for me, it was seven and a half out of ten. Uh, amazing action. Uh, a really a few really cool places to take the story. Uh, it, it started to, for me to really actually, even though people have accused it of ripping things off, uh, I thought it got its own flavor by the end, to the point that some of it I didn't quite recognize as being Star Wars. Uh, but I dock it a few points for some for some strange, uh, not very sound screenwriting decisions yeah. and um, and some bad Princess Leia. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give it a 7 out of 10. Um, my main concern with it was not really original. It felt like I was watching a parallel to I know you don't agree with me on that but um, I really had a hard time sitting through it and I don't know if I'd watch it again was it the Death Star thing that really did it in for you yeah I think so uh, I just I think they could have really yeah. went original with it completely original um, and it just felt too similar to to everything we watched in the past and I think with Carrie Fisher there it brought yeah. down a good point <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole letter grade right there <laughs> I would say 9 out of 10 I just went to the movie and I loved it thought it was fun and then it was just a, like just the overall story arc was way too close to the original. That's the one thing kind of annoyed me. I give it a eight out of ten, and I agree with you, Aaron. It did run some plot points a little too closely, but and again, I agree that it did bring things in a very interesting, um, pro- interesting place by the end. That I was like, oh, I want to see where they go with this. I'm guessing I'm gonna love um, eight and nine. A lot better than this one. Ryan Johnson is directing. He's one of my favorite directors working right now. He did several episodes of Breaking Bad. He did Brick, which is an awesome movie. And he did Looper, which was amazing. 
J.J. Abrams, I feel like, is very George Lucasy in this approach where you're introducing a bunch of stuff, and then you bring in a much more seasoned director to actually tell like a more deeper story. So I hope that's right, what's going to happen, but you, you never know. But if they get the Godzilla guy or the um, Jurassic World guy to do the third one, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you very much, gentlemen, for joining me today. Thank you very Thanks much. It was very serious. Thank and you. now, let's eat cookies. Yeah, we have to eat some cookies. <laughs>